You're listening to the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall, where we talk with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journeys in building their successful businesses. And more importantly, we recognize the folks who help them excel because we know that achieving business success is not something we can do on our own. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest, check this out. He's right-handed, but he writes backhanded, uh, more like a lefty would. And in his downtime, he enjoys being on the lake on his jet ski, and he's most proud of becoming a big brother and his little place second in uh, wrestling in the state, which is very cool. Uh, it is my pleasure to welcome Jacob to the show today. Hello, Jacob. Hey, Tim. How's it going? I'm awesome. Thanks for asking. Well, hey, let's start with having you uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live and about your family and hobbies. Yeah, sure. So um, I was actually born in Terre Haute, Indiana, but spent about three days there. Um, <laughs> grew up uh, mostly on the east side of Indianapolis. Uh, my family's from a small town in Indiana, Washington, Indiana. I'm sure a handful of people have heard of that. But um, so, yeah, I grew up on the east side. Um, uh, kind of a big family, three three brothers, all named uh, starting with Jay, uh, three years apart. So kind of easy math there to remember the <laughs> basics of the family unit. Um Lots of sports growing up. My mom was always always my coach, and my dad was too, but my mom was louder. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, um, they were entrepreneurial. My dad owned a construction company and and kind of got my foot in the door. I've got the bug of, hey, uh, this is a, an option for me, um, and kind of all, all went from there. Very cool. So tell us uh, about the the writing. So my dad was left-handed. So when you say backwards, you mean like kind of like upside down that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a funny thing. I I, I like to uh, dunk on myself a little bit because people, <laughs> I don't write there very much anymore. Right. So I, I, I I'm on, we're all on computers all the time. Um, but when I do have to write for a check or whatever, people always, I can tell they're giving me that look because it's really <laughs> awkward. And, and are they, they're like, are you okay, man? Uh, right. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was a little kid. Um, teachers tried to work it out of me, but I'm pretty stubborn. Uh, <laughs> and uh, probably uh, says a lot about me. But uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a funny thing. And and uh, it's just, it looks so weird. So I love I to come out. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, beyond that one, is there a, a, a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, in high school, I uh, I grew my hair out very long and got it permed. Um, so <laughs> they, they really like to bring that one up of like, you know, the judgment. I, I would say juniors or sophomores in high school probably aren't uh, prepared to make uh, that level of hairstyle. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'd love to see a picture of that. <laughs> I'll have to get one to you. It's pretty, pretty comical. I thought it looked great. Right? Like, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> hey, Jacob, tell us how did the business come about, and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Oh yeah, so um, the well, the the my current business craft had kind of spawned out of two uh, prior businesses. Um, and it started after college, um, kind of in this uh, uh, 2008, 2009, um, not a great time to, to be job hunting. Um, you needed five years experience for an entry level job at that point. 
Um, so I was dabbling on some things on the side. I actually started a business with my parents and through that kind of spawned um, uh, uh, the web business that I started initially. So just out of a um, uh, lot of opportunity, a lot of like uh, room for error there and uh, uh, kind of doing friends and work for friends and family, um, that kind of stuff kind of catapulted to um, good timing where my younger brother graduated and he was also looking for something to do. So um, that's kind of how I how I got my start into the business world was a lot of trial and error, lots of failures, um, you know, just just kicking the tires kind of stuff. Very cool. And you you mentioned that your your uh, family was entrepreneurial. So is that where you had the confidence that you could uh, go out on your own? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just kind of a mindset of, you know, I've seen you you see other people doing stuff and it's just kind of a uh, something that it's it's not a thought like there was no idea in my mind that I couldn't do this yeah. um, It was always an option on the table. So I was very fortunate to see um, people being entrepreneurial in action um, around me as I grew up and had that as an option on the table. So that was really kind of where that confidence came from was, was uh, you, you see it enough, you're like, okay, people can do this. <laughs> right. And if you, you had the confidence to perm your hair, I mean, you could pretty much tackle the world, right? Yeah. Junior, <laughs> junior high school, me was uh, confidence was sky high, maybe a little <laughs> high. But... So tell us more about the company. Um, you mentioned the name, but say that again. And yeah. what do you, how do you help people? Yeah, so the company's crafted. Um, we are a digital agency here, uh, uh, located here in Indianapolis, um, 14 of us. So we're, we're small and agile. Um, we help companies build scalable UI. So what does that mean? It basically is um, if, if you are a legacy software company that's looking to get into the modern um, world of software, we can help you build those UIs to, to support that. We also build uh, apps for startups um, and do all sorts of software development, but our main focus is getting people to that next gen uh, modern uh, UI and, and front end uh, frameworks. So um, a lot of our work there is is kind of it, it's funny. It's kind of like we do a lot of programming, but we also do a lot of like uh, road mapping and um, helping companies set the vision and tone for their future. Um, and then whether we're doing some of the work or they are, um, that's sort of sort of our our go to um uh realm there so fantastic for everyone listening make sure to go check out the company and the link in the description and and uh, visit uh, jacob on linkedin and let him know that you watched his interview so oh, yeah tell me i did a great job too by the way <laughs> jacob share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that that person had on you yeah. Um, so a lot of my inspiration, it, you know, early, uh, you know, your formidable, formidable years in high school, um, I was a wrestler and, uh, um, you know, did a lot of the extra things. Like I was afforded a lot of opportunities to go to a lot of the extra camps and nationals, but it was my high school coach and my, my parents who really set the tone for me early about, I can do anything if I just put my mind to it and work hard. Um, and, uh, through my high school at my senior year, actually, um, I hadn't done anything in state yet. I, I hadn't even gone to state or placed, um, but I made it my mission junior year that I was going to train really hard. I was going to put every ounce of energy that I had into this. Um, and uh, my coach, Coach Ledbetter, um, actually was was the one who was like, hey, come in early. Um, we were there basically every morning at 5 a.m. working. And it was kind of like just a lot of like, 
reinforcing like my behaviors and, and that kind of stuff, confidence building. But uh, that year I did um, play second in state and it was just an amazing uh, experience for me because um, kind of cemented in my mind that if you have a goal, if you have something you're trying to accomplish, if you just keep telling yourself over and over again, this is what you're going to do, this is how you're going to accomplish it, and then you put in the work to do it, um, it just kind of, it's magic. It takes care. It's not magic because it's a lot of hard work. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things that you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm doing a thing. And all it took was doing all the boring stuff that you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Well, I tremendous uh, parallels to business because there's a whole lot of boring stuff that we don't enjoy doing in business as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, in your introduction, I mentioned that you're uh, you're a big brother and that you're little uh, Russell's as well. So that's uh, interesting that you're able to pass on that uh, that legacy or that experience. Yeah, it's been an awesome experience. I, I've been wanting, I had been wanting to uh, get involved in the program for a long time and finally pulled the trigger. And it's like, the best decision I ever made, you know, whatever, whatever the littles get out of it, the bigs get tenfold. Mm -hmm. It's just so rewarding. And, 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 and it's, it's seriously been one of the more or most transformative experiences of my life. Um, I've been doing it for about a year now. So I would encourage anyone who's ever thought about getting involved, just go, go do it, go talk to somebody because it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. You get, I, I was a big for uh, about seven years when I lived in Milwaukee and yeah, yeah, I got more, I think I'm sure I got more out of it than he did. It's just a very rewarding experience. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Jacob, um, what's the biggest learning that you've had so far as a business owner? Yeah, I would say the biggest learning is um, early on, it was very much, I thought the work was going to be the hard part. And, and I, this is a common theme I hear across a lot of new business owners. I talked to a lot of startups and, you know, it, there's a lot of focus early on of like, do a thing very, very well. And you, you do have to do that. Um, but what I was surprised by was how much of business is, is the relationships and um, nurturing those relationships and making sure you're doing the right things to set yourself up for success. Um, I was taken aback early on in my career of how many times I delivered uh, great results, but the outcome was not good. And it's because of expectation setting or misunderstandings and alignment early on in the process. Um, lots of things that can be solved by communication. Um, but when you're starting out, you don't communicate well because you're you're afraid you're, you know, you're going to be made out to be an imposter. There's all, all these things yeah. going on. Um, but that was my biggest learning. It took a while to figure that out. I was just mad for a while. Uh, but yeah. I didn't know who or at what, but I was mad. So yes, yeah, that was probably my, my biggest learning. I love it. One of the, uh, the things that we say here at Action Coach is that communication is the result that we get, right? So if, yeah, if, if a, a customer who we, delivered great results for fires us then right that's really you know the the result of our communication and to your point right it's it's more about that relationship and that rapport and and you know having clarity of expectations and being aligned and being on the same page and and unfortunately <laughs> as as much as we'd all like it to be black and white about the results it's it's just simply not <laughs> right right so Jacob, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about um, your biggest challenge during the years and maybe a fellow business owner or a colleague who came alongside you and helped you through that. 
Yeah, that's a that's a, a good question. So biggest challenge, um, I think, was was early on. Um, excuse me, just just having the um, the willpower to keep moving forward. I had a, a early on, you know, a couple of clients that went sideways, and um, I really wanted, you know, I didn't want to give up, but I I was feeling like there was no hope. You know, there was no light at the end of the tunnel, um, and you know, I had an amazing group of um, support uh, members around me, uh, specifically my dad was always there to just kind of calm the storm and tell me like, hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you're going to you're going to be fine. Just keep moving forward kind of thing. Um, and we made it through and, you know, I'm I didn't die. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like our fear brains are always way out of control in business and our reactions are not proportional to the reality. Um, and that was a um, true for me early on. Um, so it was nice to have that support group of people who, um, for one, would let me vent, but two, uh, were there to be supportive and not pile on um, and just say, hey, I hear you, but keep moving forward and, and you're going to be okay. So um, that was, was early on is always the, the, you know, I think there's always challenges further down the road, but after you've been through a handful of things, you're just like, eh, it's, it's, we'll, we'll yeah. get through this. Yeah. You mentioned fear. It's such a powerful, uh, limiting force. We actually define it as false expectations appearing real because typically, right. We'll in our head, we'll blow it up and we'll assume the worst case scenario. And then we believe that worst, worst case scenario. And, and, and we prevent ourselves, we paralyze ourselves from from pushing through it. So it's oh, yeah. being able to re rejigger it, right? And rethink it and go, okay, hold on, wait a minute. That's the worst case. Here's the best case. Here's yeah. the most probable. Now let's let's move forward. Yeah. And I I will just to add to that, it's like I feel like there's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you're when you're fearful, you almost project that onto people. And and you can't decide whether that that was really going to be the reaction or was it because the way yes. you did it. So. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, the the whole uh concept of the law of attraction, right? So what we think and believe is what we attract. So if if we're sitting yeah. across from a prospect. You know, and we're, we are nervous and feel like we're not going to get the deal. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to sniff out that fear and we're not going to get the deal. <laughs> yep. yep. Hey, Jacob, if I, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey who you're most grateful for them being there to help with your success. Who are those three people and and how did they help you? Yeah, well, I can always name uh, my family. Um, so, you know, my business partner, Job, he's my younger brother. Um, he was uh, kind of that steady, you know, unemotional rock for me early on. Um, maybe he just didn't know to be emotional. I don't know. But like whatever he has in him, it was very comforting. Um, he's a great listener and and doesn't overreact a lot. So um, he was was really great. Sorry if there's, a, there's literally a train going by right now. Um, <laughs> But uh, um, I would say I would say definitely my my brother Joe. But I could mention any one of my family members as a support. Um, but I'll just I'll just pick him, and everyone will finally know he's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> then I would say um, uh, Sean Sean Heiss, my my business partner, uh, my other business partner. Um, he has been um, instrumental in my growth of. You know, he's got a little bit of a, a I want to say, swagger or just confidence to him that 
helped me early on when I was struggling with um, providing value, but not getting the results I was, was looking for. So he's helped me take that kind of next step. And, you know, the third one, it's like, there's so many people that, <laughs> that have helped me along the way. Um, it's really hard to pick, you know, those two are obvious. It's like my two business partners, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I did say I was going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to go back in time and, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say my coach, um, from high school coach led better. He, he, he really didn't, we, we kind of lost touch after, after high school and, and after college, um, chatted a few times, but he really set me up for success of, you know, he was just such a hard worker and such instilled in me, just, um, go to the gym, go to the room, keep, keep putting in the time kind of thing. Um, that I think without that, I probably would have been, um, uh, not, I mean, it would have been tougher for me and my journey would have been looked a lot different probably. So. Awesome. I, I love, you mentioned it a couple of times of just that perseverance. So when things get tough or, you know, the fear gets in the way, it's really about the, you know, doing the reps, right. Remembering the, the daily practice of, you know, my coach would told me in my first couple of years when, you know, I was going through those fears and doubts and, and worries and, and couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It says, Hey, Tim, just be persistent and consistent. Keep them. Yeah keep doing the do, keep planting the seeds. Some will sprout now, many will sprout later. And it's all about, you know, continuing to, to do those activities and, and don't doubt yourself and, and, you know, don't stop doing it. Don't give up. Cause you'd mentioned it. There are many times that I wanted to give up as well. Cause I, you, yeah. you, just, you just don't see what you don't know. And, and um, until you go through it a few times and you mentioned, you know, now you have less, of that happening because you know that you'll make it through but in the beginning it's hard to see that this isn't this thing in front of us isn't going to kill us right <laughs> yeah no, no it's it's so hard so hard but now and and you know it's it's also especially like you, you a lot of people are asking you throughout your journey how's it going and and you don't want to sound negative. Uh, <laughs> so like, that's another hard part is in the beginning, you're like, yeah, it's, it's great. And then the inside, you're just dying. You're like, yeah. oh my God, it's so difficult. I hate so like, I, I think it's important when people are starting that they understand that, hey, everybody's struggling. Um, we all are, are going through this. It's our social media or our outward projection is never really truly representative of how how things are on the ground. So um, that's why I would encourage people to just keep going. It's it's never all rainbows and and sunshine. It's there's always the nitty gritty stuff that kind of stinks. So, yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that because uh, it is true when we look at social media that obviously everyone's going to put their best foot forward because that's you know what's needed to to market our business. But yes, the reality is is it's it's not always easy and it's not always fun and there's lots of challenges and, and, and guess what? It's really lonely at the top. So a lot of folks don't even have somebody that they can talk to about this issue. I mean, you've been fortunate because you have a couple of business partners, right? That you're able to, you know, probably lament with and, and talk things out loud and be real with, with each other about the, the actual, you know, emotional roller coaster that to have starting a business can be all about. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Jacob that you be you know being transparent about it. it's not always it's not always roses and butterflies. There's some hard times and some some doubtful times. For sure, for sure. So as you think about the next one to three years, what's the number one 
you know, either point of growth or challenge that you see that you're going to need to work through in order to achieve your goals? Yeah. Um, so I would say we're, we're 14 people. It's just that right size of company that um, the owners are still working sort of in the business a little bit, um, probably more than we should. Um, it's that next step of growth where we've got a great group of, um, of people that work for us and uh, their next level of growth is is going to be vital for for our business um, so that we can expand and get bigger. We've, we've gotten a little bit bigger than 14 before and um, it's right at that sweet spot of once you get to like 16, 18, um, it becomes a little bit harder to do all the things that the owners do um, at that size. So um, for us, it'll probably be deciding um, how we want to go down that journey. And if we're, you know, do we want to go wider? Do we want to go deeper? You know, so for us, that's that's kind of where we're at in the crossroads um, in our business. And and I, it's very similar to a lot of businesses. We're fortunate we've, we've done pretty well and pretty steady throughout the years. Um, it's just, how do you go from a steady uh, business to growth um, and do that in a sustainable, um, responsible way, because you do have 14 people that you're, you're, um, uh, a part of your family here. So, uh, you gotta have, you have to consider that as you're taking these risks or looking at these opportunities. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the, the, that concept of, Hey, I've got, a, I've got a team to take care of, right. I need to be responsible and, and, uh, you know, make sure that we're, we're being, you know, taking care of them and doing the th the right things for them as well. That That's an awesome perspective. You know, what you just talked about in terms of scale, I'll call it scaling is very common. So typically what we see is, you know, as businesses grow, right, the, the owner may start out on their own and then hire a couple of folks and have more like of a manager role. And then, you know, as the company grows, they become more like owner operators, but they're still in the day to day and still very much the glue that that holds the company together. And then typically what will happen is it, it, as the business continues to be successful is the the business outgrows the capacity of the owners. And so we typically see, you know, the, the business will will spike in terms of growth and then it plateaus and, and it's because it can't grow beyond the owner. So really what you just said is is the the next step for a lot of companies it's like all right do we want to stay where we're at where we have our hands pretty much in everything or most things right and can can you know make quick decisions because we're in the know or do we want to scale and have the business grow beyond our our capability of being involved in all the day to day so i appreciate you sharing that cuz i think there's a lot of folks who are at that inflection point of you know, do we stay where we're at or do we, you know, double down and, and look at uh, significant growth? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, Jacob, as you, you you think about, uh, you know, taking on that next step, what do you feel is the, you know, the the thing that's in right in front of you that you, you have to address or change or or work through? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I would say um, uh, probably sales, like, our business uh, has always operated under, um, you know, very referral base, very people we know who know people, and there's just not been um, uh, uh, 
in all the owners are, we're all very capable. We have good networks. We are good communicators. Um, so we're very capable when we need to go get work mm. uh, or explore those options. So I think for us, it would be uh, building a more sustainable sales uh, system um, because that's always historically been our bottleneck. Uh, we get busy, you know, and this is, I see this all the time. Like we, because we work with a lot of businesses, we get to um, a, a mini preview of how their businesses operate. Sure. Um, and it's all the time where people are always kind of chasing their own tail or you get, you get a bunch of sales and well, then you gotta, you gotta do the work. And when you're <laughs> yeah. doing the work, you're not getting the sales. Yeah. So um, for us, I think that the path is pretty clear. We have to, um, uh, find a more sustainable way to attract leads, um, which a lot of businesses are are struggle with that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Got to be the number one issue, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, uh, that's that's probably where my head goes to initially. Um, you know, and then second second tier there is just uh, internal processes and and building uh, leaders. You know, continuing to have better systems. When when you're small, you have the uh, you you have the luxury of you can pretty much do things cowboy style or just yeah. shoot from a lot. Um, and you see big bureaucracies and you see how those systems work and why they exist, but also how they can be um, uh, a negative in some aspects. So he's trying to strike that balance of, is this, uh, uh, one of my employees actually were talking the other day about a new, a new process. And I was saying, you know, hey, we, we want to make sure this doesn't slow us down. And his response was, if, if uh, if the tool becomes an obstacle, then it's no longer a tool. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you got it. Go go do that thing now. Yes. <laughs> like that, yes. and that's that's always reassuring to hear when we we try to talk in our business to um, everybody as if we're all business owners here. Because at the end of the day, like we can't do this without our team. And and if they can think about things the way we're thinking about them more, um, we have more success. Um, and, and ultimately what we're trying to do is, is build something that can grow and, and also build us our lifestyle that, that we're looking to achieve as well. So I like a couple of things that, um, you, you were saying that I think the audience would benefit from. So first of all, the, uh, the teeter totter effect of get the work, do the work, right? Though, if we're, if we get too much work and now we have to do it all, then we can't get more work. And then when the work's done, it's like, oh crap. The, the funnel's empty. Now we got to go back to, from a cash flow standpoint, that's really not fun, right? Because we, we have a bunch of stops and starts. And then uh, the systematizing of the business. I, I like what your team member said of, you know, at the end of the day, a system should help us become more efficient and effective and, and elevate us to being able to grow faster. It shouldn't be something that's slowing us down and and preventing us from from being able to do the job. So there's you know there's some discernment that needs to happen in that and and evaluation of is this the right tool and and are, do we have the right oversight of the tool to make sure that it's actually helping to to facilitate us going faster as opposed to you know the the bureaucracy that you mentioned earlier of you know the tool can't create this process that stops us from being able to be the awesome company that we already are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of times I've seen even in, you know, within our organization is just the knee jerk reaction of something goes wrong. Then you figure out, you do a retro or, or you inspect what went wrong. You figure that out. Then you put in all these guardrails to make sure that never goes wrong again. But the guardrails are counterproductive in the sense that they take so much time to implement or to, to maintain that. Well, 
maybe there's a different solution. So I would encourage business owners to definitely um, be retrospective and make sure you're looking at the things that are working and aren't working. Very important. Um, and don't overreact to the things that aren't working, but do experiment and always keep in mind of this is a solution sensible and reasonable for the application that we're using it with. So um, I've done it. Everybody's done it where you overreact and now it's, now it's this <laughs> yeah. obstacle and you're just like, I hate this. And <laughs> right. There, there's a better way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, you mentioned, you know, just your interactions with other businesses and seeing common themes. And it's, it's true. There, the, the bottlenecks or the challenges that businesses face are very common as they're growing. And, and one that, that you just mentioned is that, you know, as a smaller company, it's easy for all of the knowledge and and processes to be in our head, right? And and we just do it naturally because we've always done it that way. But as we bring on new team members, it's like it's really hard to transfer, you know, five or ten or twenty years of expertise that's in our head, you know, into a new employee and expect them to be able to do it as good as we can. Uh, without having some type of system or process or documentation or how to um, so that they have something to go to and and follow and go, oh yeah, okay, that's what Jacob said. I, I, I know he told me five points, but I only remembered three of them and now he's busy and I don't know if I want to, you know, bother him. And, and so, yeah, by having it written out, it's like, oh yeah, way more efficient for him to read. Oh, there's what number three was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I don't know where I heard it, but it's something to the effect of it. You can, um, it, it was, it's not exactly applicable here, but it, it, it's more about, uh, sometimes there's this knee jerk reaction of when someone comes to me, I'll say, oh, I could just do that in two seconds instead of explain it to them. And the payoff is like, you could tell that person 20 or 30 times and I'd be better to write it down and tell them once, um, or maybe twice, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you can tell that person 20 times how to do that and it'd still be in a long run more efficient than if you just took on the work and changed what you were doing. So I try to keep that in my head um, on a day-to-day -day basis. And and uh, yeah, processes are, writing systems down is important. Um, sometimes you just, my, my issue is always making sure that am I writing the system down because it's a problem we need to system systematize or is there a better alternative way or should we even be doing this, you know? So, and that's always the hard part is mid flow. Like you're trying to get stuff done. Yep. Yeah, you're also <laughs> trying to be thoughtful and and uh, prescriptive about how you're doing it and how this might affect future work. So, um, pain is normally the best indicator for me of like, okay, this has annoyed <laughs> yeah. me enough times that yep. something's got to get fixed here. So, I, I love what you said. Uh, everybody has this perspective of, hey, it's just easier for me to do it myself. And and the the truth, the honesty is, it is. It's always yeah. easier for you to do it yourself in the moment. Correct. Yeah. However, if the if you're getting that question on a regular basis, then it shifts because the opportunity cost is, hey, I can keep answering this question two or three times a week for the rest of my life, or I could take an hour and while I'm doing it this time, document how I did it. Right. I, I tell people use two screens. Right. Do the actual thing on screen one and have your process document on screen two and. And now it's there. And the next time they ask how to do it, you say, hey, please refer to this link and let me know what questions you have. And now, you know, over the lifetime, we've just saved ourselves 
five minutes here and 10 minutes there and, you know, five minutes here. And now it becomes hours that we've just saved. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I don't know if it's ego or, or fear or what, but it, you know, that was something that speaking of things that I struggled with early on was just getting past that. And, you know, you hire people that are talented. Why not, why not leverage that? And, have <laughs> right. you know, it's like, there, I don't know, but I, I just got back from a two week vacation and it was the best vacation I've ever taken, not only because it was a beautiful place, but because I knew that everybody on my team is so capable that there's just nothing that's going to come up that's not going to be something they can either handle or we can defer if it's, you know, there might be like a password I know that no one else knows sure. still, but uh, <laughs> that's yes. still a thing. But, uh, you know, it's just one of the things like I, I felt very confident in their ability to handle those things. And, and uh, it was um, for, for peace of mind and just for, for future, like it's just a good feeling to have So. You mentioned, um, uh, you know, maybe it's an ego thing. Well, here's the reality is, is there's a significant mindset shift that we all need to go through because, you know, let's face it, the, the, our business is our baby, right? We, we went through the initial few years of pain of, you know, figuring it out and getting it to work and it's, it's hard to let go. So the, the big mindset shift that we all have to go through is going from owner operator to to more of a CEO mindset, right? And, and being out comfortable letting go and trusting the team and knowing that we've got the right processes in place and, and, you know, feeling like, Hey, I know they're going to make mistakes. I made mistakes. It's okay because we've got a, you know, a safety net in place that they can't make too big of mistakes. And, but that's not something that just happens overnight, right? There, there's a, like I said, there's a big mindset shift that has to happen there and a growth that we need to go through in order to get to that place where it's like, okay, yep, I've I've arrived at the next level and I've got a business that is capable of running without my day-to-day -day interactions and, and uh, you know, it takes time. Yeah, the only thing I would correct there is I never made any mistakes. So I, <laughs> you must be talking about someone else. <laughs> I think Job might tell me something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so last question here. Um, Jim Rohn said we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So Jacob, as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? Yeah, um, well, that quote is is so applicable, um, and and really, your network and the people you talk to on a day to day basis is is very important. But um, it, the one advice I would give business owners is for people trying to do it on their own is don't try to do everything on your own. <laughs> there are plenty of people who have been exactly where you've been who um, can at least give you their perspective. It may not be the thing you need to do, but it's at least something, another angle, another perspective that you can lean on and get a better sense of, hey, you know, it become things become way less overwhelming when you talk to a few people and you realize, okay, this is not something new. This is not unique to me. Um, uh, there's plenty of resources out there to help me. And it's really hard to know that or to um, get to that in the moment. Like when someone sends you a scathing email about how bad you are, all you want to do is fire back, you know, no, you're bad. And, and it's like, there, there are these opportunities we have. And early on, you're definitely going to miss, miss them. But um, remembering that uh, you're, you're not the worst, like you're not an imposter. Everyone's struggling um, despite what it looks like on social media, just ask, ask for help. 
is my my main takeaway. Ask people for help, and you'll be surprised at how willing people are to help you. Because um, it's just a great it's a great feeling, you know, to help somebody else. So ask for help. Yeah, I, there are a lot of folks who have said, "Hey, Tim, I'm afraid of you know asking somebody to, for a coffee meeting. They might say no." And and everybody I've had on the show has said the, the essentially the same thing is, "Hey, we've all been there." So if somebody, if another business owner reaches out and wants to you know chat about some ideas happy to pass it, you know, to pay it forward because we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst they can say is no, honestly. Um, and I, I early on, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, early on experiences, I, I was about a year into my business. I asked the, uh, chief marketing officer of a very big company here in town, just, just cold LinkedIn and said, Hey, um, would you like to meet? Um, and he was like, sure. And I, I was so nervous and, and didn't really do a good job of preparing because I was like, man, this guy's going to see me for the fraud I am. But, but it was still a reminder carrying with me forward that uh, they, people like to help, you know. Um, and of course, if I could go back in time, I would have prepared better questions and, not, and so deer in the headlights. But you have to be where you are. And that's yeah. where, you know, so. But, but yeah. Awesome. Jacob, it sounds like you've had some... Uh pretty incredible people in your life that had helped you on your business journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Yeah. Um, just a, a very deep and, and sincere thank you for uh, the opportunities that I've been provided. Um, it's, it's one of those things that we are the safety net that, that we're provided and it, you know, the ability to fail. I'm truly a true believer in success is generally indicated by how many times you are allowed to fail. Mm. Um, and I've been allowed to fail a lot, uh, maybe too many times now, uh, but I, I would just say thank you from the bottom of my heart and just, um, you know, they don't, they probably don't know how much it's meant over the years. So uh, just, I couldn't have done it without people, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without the people around me. So thank you. Fantastic. Jacob, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show. Please help spread this movement by liking and subscribing to our show and following us on Facebook and LinkedIn. To join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. Okay, folks, that's a wrap. Please pay it forward and be sure to tune in next time to the Self-Made is a Myth podcast.